0: You're listening to KHOL. I'm Emily Cohen with a roundup of this week's headlines. Tune in weekdays at the top of the hour to stay up to date on the latest local and regional news. A bill aimed at improving data collection on juvenile justice in Wyoming advanced out of the House Judiciary Committee Wednesday. The proposed legislation would require the state's Department of Family Services to create a statewide database tracking offenses committed by adjudicated youth and what happened to them, whether they're committed to detention, residential treatment, or their cases are otherwise handled. No standard statewide system for reporting such data currently exists, and that's a problem, according to director of the Wyoming Children's Law Center, Donna Sheen. Sheen testified virtually in favor of the bill.
1: We need to understand what happens to youth in our system first um, and then be able to find out what outcomes, what interventions give us the best outcomes. And so without this critical initial piece, we'll we'll have very um, little luck, I think, turning our system around.
0: Federal data shows that Wyoming has long incarcerated juveniles at the highest rate in the country, though the way the state currently reports its numbers includes children in foster care and others not in locked facilities. The proposed bill will now advance to the House of Representatives for a vote by the whole body.
1: The Bureau of Land Management and U.S. Forest Service announced earlier this month what the federal grazing fees will be in 2022. The fees are $1.35 per animal unit, which is five sheep, one horse, or a calf and cow. That's actually lower than what was imposed in 1981. And reporter for High Country News Kylie Moore says if those 1980s fees had simply kept up with inflation, they should be just over $7 per unit.
0: People are upset about inflation impacting them, and so they kind of feel like it should be impacting everyone.
1: Moore says there are over 24,000 total grazing permits on federal lands throughout the country. She also says there are strong ranching lobbyists advocating to keep the fees where they're at.
0: And as with anything to do with public lands, there's always kind of this push and pull between who gets to use it and what does that access look like? and also what are the consequences of what happens on public lands.
1: Some conservationists are now arguing that grazing has major ecological impacts on public lands and raising ranching fees could help offset the costs of maintaining rangelands.
0: Jackson might finally have a chance for a little snow from a system expected to come in starting Sunday. But the state of the snowpack is still concerning for Wyoming hydrologist Jim Fahey of the Natural Resources Conservation Service.
1: We're going to have to have one of those, what they call, where I'm from, the West Coast, California. It's uh, the Miracle March. Well, we're going to have to have a Miracle March as well.
0: (laughs) Fahey's been working in Wyoming since 2003. And he says he's seen unprecedented low levels for the Snake River over the past year.
1: The Snake River has never been, even through droughts, uh, drought years, In the early 2000s, for the rest of Wyoming, the Snake River has always had plenty of water.
0: The Snake Basin snowpack peaked at about 108 percent of median in early January, but has dropped to 83 percent of median as of press time. Looking at an extended forecast, Fahey also says there are no current signs indicating above-average precipitation for March through May.
1: It might be only February, but Grand Teton National Park is in the thick of planning for the busy summer tourist season. One development park officials want to give local residents a heads up about is that the Moose-Wilson Road will be closed for much of next season for construction. Chip Jenkins is superintendent of the park, and he says if you've been on the road, you get why the work is necessary. While we're trying to maintain the rural character, the small two-lane character of the road, um, really it got to the point where fundamentally the road needed to be reconstructed. Jenkins says the road won't be accessible again until Memorial Day weekend. From then until Labor Day next fall, it will only be open on the weekends. The park is also adding more parking and bathrooms at the Granite and Death Canyon trailheads. Some construction will continue into the summer 2023 season, but without road closures.
0: This has been the weekly news roundup from the KHOL News team, Will Walkie and Kyle Mackey. I'm Emily Cohen for listener-supported KHOL Jackson.